Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side. Good morning, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fan Sided Network and FinFanatic.com. As you can tell, I'm in a little bit of a different location here this morning for our running back breakdown. We have, uh, I mean, actually, if you've seen uh, the show Ozark on uh, HBO, where I actually have a place at that exact location down in Osage Beach, Missouri, which is about two, about three hours from St. Louis. Uh, so uh, if there's any uh, uh, connection issues, I take no responsibility for them, but I don't think there will be. Um, but let's go ahead and take a look here, Paul, at the running back spot. And, you know, this is one that's been heavily contested among Dolphins fans here because, uh, you know, a little bit of it, you know, it's a lot of Miles Gaskin fans out there, but a lot of disappointment that the Dolphins did not, get somebody that could either compete with them or be that number two running backs. And is when you look at the running back spot, do you think the dolphins believe that miles Gaskin is a star that or he could be that star based on what he, he saw last year? Or do you think maybe they just weren't as impressed as we thought with the running back group over the last two years or a third question, maybe they just don't have any respect for the running back spot. I think they do have respect for the running back spot, but I think if you look at the guys that they grabbed this offseason, um, if you look at Malcolm Brown, if you look at Jared Dokes, they're set up to be a good complement to what Gaskin does well, um, what maybe Patrick Laird or Savannah Ahmed do well. They're not, they're, nobody on this roster is a speed demon. Uh, it, it's, but. Malcolm Brown can come in and he can pass protect. He can run between the tackles. Jared Dokes came in. He can pass protect. He can run between the tackles. I brought it up when when they drafted him on our uh, little synopsis of, of uh, Dokes that one of the things that really endeared me to him was during the draft he tweeted out, if you want to keep your quarterback clean, you draft me. And mm-hmm. that that's a huge thing. There's a lot of running backs that aren't really interested in pass protection. You look at some of the guys that we've had in, in Miami over the past few years. So seeing things like that, I love that. I, I love a running back that's willing to pace whoever gets through the line. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade 
to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Right, and it'll be a fascinating battle there for the for the second running back spot. The Dolphins signed Malcolm Brown here uh, in free agency. A small contract, one year, $1.4 million. Um, they've also, you know, Savan Ahmed, had two big games against the Chargers and against the Patriots here last year. So that that's something else that comes into play. Um, and, and Patrick Laird returns that third down back. I think somebody that you and I like a little bit more as somebody who can, who can help in the passing game. And they draft Garrett Dokes here at the end uh, of the draft in the seventh round. So, yeah, but going back to Miles Gaskin. And so this past year, he missed, I believe it was six games. Uh, so in 10 games, he had 974 total yards uh, in, in the rushing and the receiving game. I mean, you're talking about about a 1,500 yard total, uh, 1,500 total yards over a 16 game season if he were to stay healthy. So it, that's a good point for being a really good back. Um, I think part of me wishes that they had two miles gasket. Uh, in case Gaskin can't take the, you know, 300 to 350 touch a year pounding that a running back is typically designed to take. Well, they pretty well do have two miles Gaskin on the roster and Savan Ahmed's pretty much a, a cookie cutter of him. And I, I, and not just because they went to the same school, it, it's, he stepped in and was doing a lot of the same things Gaskin was. Um, the interesting thing for me is it, this was a weird position anyway. For me to break down because not only do you have the guys we've mentioned already uh, I know I mentioned Patrick Laird briefly who does have a rapport with Tua which may be his path to the roster but outside of that like and I know we're not going to preview Seathan Carter on this show but it looks like they're planning to use him as a fullback H-back type and not a traditional tight end and then I you know when we did our 53 man roster preview I've got Malcolm Perry listed as a running back. I know he's a running back slash wide receiver on the roster. So there's a lot of bodies vying for maybe four spots on this roster. That's something to watch to watch out for because, like we talked about, Malcolm Perry was a quarterback at Navy when he was drafted. He was listed as a running back, and he was on the depth chart as a wide receiver and took wide receiver snaps last year. So, yeah, that he could that could be really detrimental to Patrick Laird's odds of making the roster. If Perry is gets more looks at running back, uh, no reason to think specifically he will right now, but that that's a road. The dolphins could go down, but going back to what you said, I, I, I disagree with one thing you said there. I, I don't think Ahmed and Gaskin are the same are similar. Uh, you know, Gaskin to me is a, is a good pass protecting back for his size. He's good in the passing game. And he can kind of make you miss uh, where Savan Ahmed to me is somebody who is, he is a skinny dude. He doesn't block well, cause he doesn't have the size and he needs a runway to be able to take the ball from point A to point B. So I don't know. I, I Ahmed is somebody that if you've got the offensive line, he can, he not, not only can get skinny, he is skinny. 
So going from he he's somebody that we saw last year on a lot of these carries where maybe Miles Gaskin would have gotten five or six yards. Ackman gets through the hole so fast that he takes it for 15 or 20. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough. And, and one thing I'll, I'll just amend there is anytime you have to say pass blocks, well, for his size, it it, it means he's not so good at it. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, I like, agree. it's it's like, eh, look at the cute little guy trying to reach up to the top shelf. He almost reaches it well for his size. He, he extends well, can't reach it still, but, you know, it's... Um, no, Ahmed's got a little bit better short area quickness. They're not an exact mirror of each other. Um, I, I still don't have Ahmed making the roster, even though I do like him. But it's, you know, I, I I do think Gaskin could excel, especially given the fact that now we've got a 17-game season for him to look at. Yeah, the main competition right now looks like it'll be between Brown and Ahmed um, for that backup running back spot. You could make a case neither is guaranteed a roster spot at this time. And partially it's because we're expecting to see some running backs get cut here later in the offseason. Um, and we saw the Dolphins put in a waiver request request for carry on Johnson, and he ended up going to the Eagles. So the Dolphins clearly do want to get some more bodies in there uh, going forward here. But one, one thing, too, and we'll get we'll get to the, the running backs who may be cut here in just a second. But we'd be remiss not to talk about Javante Williams because that was a big draft day story here because a, a lot of Dolphins Twitter and a lot of people think that it doesn't matter if Javante Williams was there at 36 they would have still taken Javon Holland but outside of the Dolphins community a lot of people think no they were going to take Javante Williams and and two in particular Mike Silver I just want to write read two quotes here after getting some intel from an unnamed source that the Dolphins who were four spots ahead of Denver were planning to select Javante Williams Broncos GM George Patton hastily negotiated a trade with the Falcons to jump one pick ahead of Miami, who otherwise would have taken him. The second one is from Benjamin Albright on on Twitter, somebody I I really like a lot. He works for KOA 850 FM in Denver, said if Williams was there, they were the Dolphins were taking Williams. They had two names. They rushed the second one up once Denver traded up to that spot uh, for Javante Williams and the Dolphins took Javon Holland. So. I bring that up, Paul, because yes, I know we, Javon Hall, I'm very ha- happy with that pick. He brings a lot to the team. I think that is one moving forward that we've got to earmark for, for good and for bad reasons, because this is the second year in a row now that Dolphins seemingly um, ha- had another team jump ahead of them or, or take the running back right ahead of them. Last year, J.K. Dobbins goes a spot before the Dolphins pick, and a lot of people think the Dolphins would have taken J.K. Dobbins last year. Instead, they come away with Raekwon Davis. So it's something to keep an eye on. And and I kind of feel like both years the Dolphins made teams blink. Um, it, it's I love Javante Williams. I think he would have been a great fit in this offense. I, I like Najee Harris a lot. I think he would have been a great fit in this offense. You know, I, I like J.K. Dobbins a lot. I think he would have been a great fit in this offense. Uh, I liked A.J. Dillon a lot. I think he would have been a great fit in this offense. You see the theme here. The The problem is, is I think that Flores and Greer were okay with Gaskin, and, and Gaskin, while on the field last year, did prove that. Uh, I think they wanted to add the big body to, to combat what he does and doesn't do well. I think they did that with both Dokes and Malcolm Brown this offseason. 
And I think they're basically treating the running back position a little bit like in fantasy and, and streaming running backs. And, you know, it, it's Gaskins a starter. Uh, Dokes and Brown are going to spell him. Uh, maybe Malcolm Perry, maybe Patrick Laird will be around to be a third down running back or change of pace or, you know, just that spot guy in an emergency. And they're perfectly happy with that. They, they, they're viewing it where you basically stretch the entirety of the field and spread the defense out. These guys can, can really wreak some havoc and you don't need that all pro running back to step in. And that's just it right there. What you said is if you spread the field out and you're able to have these dolphins running backs uh, running against some light boxes here, uh, you know, if, if, if you've got fuller Gesicki, Devonte Parker, um, and Jalen Waddle out there at, at at the receiving positions, there you may have you may have Miles Gaskin running against six man boxes, and if the offensive line even does an above average job in run blocking, which we expect them to, it may not be very hard to play running back for the Dolphins. Uh, and so uh, overall, when I look at the running back position, I'm not very impressed with the unit outside of Gaskin. I, I, there's nobody I would bang on the table for, but so- it may not matter all that much. Yeah, and, and, and Kat, I will point out that, you know, one of our listeners from the greatest named county in the entire United States, Pickens County, uh, is actually pointing out that the 2022 draft is loaded with running backs. So we've already seen that the Dolphins take the long view, and that may be what they're looking ahead to. I like Isaiah Spiller already from Texas A&M. Um, so, yeah, there are some good good running backs that do stick out, and it was a different type of year at running back. Um, this past draft because you had the top three guys. You had Najee Harris, who went 24th. You had Travis Etienne, who went um, 25th. And then Javante Williams goes 35th. Um, Dolphins could have probably sent a fourth or fifth round pick and moved up a couple spots and guaranteed that they got him. Uh, I kind of wish still that they would have, but if, if their stance is that the running back position is not one that is very hard to find, and it's not a high priority position in the NFL. That's hard to disagree with. Uh, teams teams that that prioritize running back high, uh, I think, are making a big mistake, and we we see that time and time again. The running back really is only one small part of the running game, as we see in the NFL from year to year. It is, and you know Miami's looking to stretch the field here. They're looking to build around Tua. Um, anybody that thinks otherwise is. Uh, I won't use that word here on YouTube, but we'll go with crazy. Um, It's, you know, I've been on a couple of the media availabilities with Flores, and you just look at how they're doing this. They're looking to stretch the hell out of the field. They're looking to have their tight ends just run mismatches all over the place and create one-on-ones on the outside and let you pick your poison for how you get beaten. If you're going to put eight men in the box to try to stop the run, they're going to roast you. It's... You don't have Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller going over the top if you don't plan for that. And if you're going to account for over the top, they're going to roast you with, with Hunter Long and Mike Kosicki. And if you're going to try to account for all those receivers, you're going to have about six guys downfield already, and you're going to have five or six on five up in the box. And good luck. Like, it, it, it's just they've got a bunch of meat monsters on this line. I know they were young last year, but it, and their rankings were down because they started three rookies. But as long as Matt Skirk can remember how to snap the ball, we're good here. 
Yeah, that's true. And uh, looking at the other running backs, uh, running backs available here um, in the offseason, we should see some get squeezed out of the bottom of the roster. And a couple of those that come to name, one of them is Jalen Richard, who you who you mentioned, that could really be probably upgrade the second running back spot from you know very active in the passing game. Um, Sony Michelle for for New England. I mean that he I the Patriots have some players on the bottom of the roster like Michelle, like JJ Taylor, um, that that could get squeezed out. The Texans have four running backs battling. They they just signed Rex Burkhead. They've got Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Rex Burkhead. I don't expect more than two of them to make the final roster because it's unlikely they're going to pay a third running back or a fourth running back that much. Um, Jalen Samuels from the Steelers is is somebody who came out of college. Not sure if he was going to be a running back or a tight end, but does have size, can play in the passing game. And every running back that's played for the Steelers hasn't been very good. So he never really had a a great shot to begin with. Um, Royce Freeman, I'm not a big fan of, but somebody who, who also could be available there um, uh, toward the end of, of the off season here. So I, I don't think the dolphins are done at running back either. I don't either. Um, and you know, I, I feel a little remiss that we didn't even touch on Jordan Scarlett. He's a guy that showed some shiftiness in college and, and can, can do a little bit out in space, but it just feels like he's a little too slow for the NFL level for that type of, to, of, of running back. And I think that's going to shake out as the preseason wears on. I mean, he went to Florida. Obviously, the the Panthers thought enough of him to draft him in the fifth round. That was right about where he was supposed to go. Certainly hasn't put it together in the NFL, but it doesn't take a lot to, you know, if if you have the vision and you you, you check mark all the boxes as far as, you know, size and size and burst and speed, and and Scarlett's got a lot of that, then then you have a shot. And, uh, yeah, and another battle that you you touched upon there is, is Carl Tucker against uh, Seathan Carter for that fullback spot? Um, I don't know if they're going to keep a fullback. Maybe they won't, but it's 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 possible. And, and at Alabama, I don't think uh, Carl Tucker ever caught a pass or or even had a rush. But he was still in the final, you know, six or seven games during that national championship run, a big part. Uh, of Alabama's running game, especially in short yardage situations. So he certainly has a chance too. So I'm going to disagree with you here, and I know this is a disagreement you and I have had for a while now. I think Miami is desperately and has been desperately trying to have a fullback for a few years now. Uh, it, it didn't work out with uh, the guy I never really liked there anyway. Uh, but, you know, it, it, even when it didn't, they were lining up some you know Christian Wilkins and and random people in the backfield trying to make it work it's and then not only do they they get Seath and Carter but they go out and they get Carl Tucker they're trying to fill a fullback role here um what I don't think they're going to be on the field every down but I think they've got some packages where they really want to have an effective fullback in there to 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 lift that that offense up and lead the play or or receive out of the backfield or help with the pass protection uh, but I just, I think Miami's trying to get a fullback. They just haven't been able to find one that it makes sense to have on the field. And I'll say the same thing I said when they drafted Chandler Cox. You hate fullbacks. Uh, I hate fullbacks. Making a fullback a priority or trying to get one is a waste of time. Uh, if, but dude, 
put, put an offensive lineman back there. Put Christian Wilkins back there if you want to. Because not only are you are you having one in your 53-man roster, if you're going to have a fullback on your roster, it's going to be you're, you're going to have him on your 45-day game day active roster. And I think that's why they signed Seathan Carter, too, is that he can play tight end. He can give you some looks at fullback, and he's a good special teamer. So, okay, he can do three different things, and he's not costing you a lot of money. I'm cool with that. Um, but you said, yeah, you, I, I fullback, I have no respect for fullbacks. You, what you said, no, put the fat respect guys. for fullbacks, none, put them, put them in there, put the fat guy. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can take the fat guy. I'll, I'll take the athletic good player. Uh, so we, Look, there are we fundamentally disagree guys in the NFL. Like, I, no, I there's just, not. Oh, there certainly are. There, well, oh, okay. There, there are, but there are, but they're playing defensive. Yeah. Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Vita Vea, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, very athletic, big guys. Take Christian, but not and, uh, Jalen Phillips, and, and and run your power backfield out of that. Jalen, Jalen Phillips isn't fat. Christian Wilkins, my bank. By the way, Christian Wilkins needs to play better this year, wherever he's playing. Well, he ain't good uh, enough. He 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 earned some credit from me when Omar asked the question during the the media availability the other day, and he immediately went, oh. or not Omar, Armando, Armando asked the question. And he, he didn't even have the question. Hey, Christian, it's Armando. Oh, like, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's nice. I, I, he's got a lot of character. He's, but I, I always say this. The first thing if the first thing you say about a player is that he has good character or good personality, he sucks. Um, now, I'm, I'm not saying Wilkins sucks necessarily, but uh, yeah, 13th overall pick a few years ago, not necessarily hasn't lived up to the hype as far as I'm concerned, but he's a good player. If, if, if you draft a player 13th overall and he is a decent number two defensive tackle for you, I, I, I think you could have gotten more two picks later the the Panthers took Brian Burns, who I think has been a far better player was at the time is now, but anyway, see what, what we get into when we start talking about fullbacks, it's freaking fullbacks. Um, the running backs on the dolphins roster, something else I wanted to point out is if you combine the three running backs on the Dolphins roster, you have a one Miles Gaskin. Oh, oh yeah, they, they yeah one good one. So Miles Gaskin, um, Stevan Akbed, and Malcolm Brown. You take a look at their stats just last year. They combined the three of them: three hundred and eighteen carries, thirteen hundred and twenty-two yards, eleven touchdowns, as well as seventy-five catches for six hundred and eleven yards. There on, um. Over 1,100, just over 1,100 snaps. The Dolphins played 1,071 snaps last year. So that's kind of, I think, what they're thinking. We don't have one elite back, but we think we have a very good three-man rotation, and we're going to be able to show some different looks. They're good at different things, and that, that's got to be the strategy here. It's kind of the, the old-school Patriots strategy where, hey, we're not going to have one elite back. We're going to have three or four, three or four decent players with fresh legs. It's got to be the strategy here. It does, and you know, I I was just thinking in my head like I can't wait to have Dion Dyer back on the show and talk about how much you hate fullbacks. It's going to be amazing. No, I can't. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell him it to his face. It's not it's not that I didn't love what Dion Dyer did twenty years ago, but the point is it was twenty years ago. I he shouldn't have been a fourth round pick. Maybe in the seventies, yes, but. I mean, any anytime anytime the Dolphins have drafted a fullback, Rob Conrad. Deion Dyer, Reagan Mawai, Chandler Cox. I'm sure there's another. I was so uh, excited no, for Reagan Mawai. I was so excited for 
He looked like I bet a you were. lineman in the backfield. I'm like, yes. And he was such a sissy out there. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way to say it. I, I hate fullbacks. I think they're a waste of time. I mean, you get, hey, tell you what, I'll extend an olive branch. If the Dolphins find themselves in a spot where they, they're they utilizing fullbacks a lot, you want to add Kyle Juszczyk or Patrick Ricard, a, a real good fullback who can who could do some different things, I'm on board. But that's somebody who's basically a 260-pound glorified offensive guard. Just put an offensive guard back there. That doesn't make any sense. So I would anyway. love to have Kinley come out of the backfield. Good call. <laughs> and, and we may yes, see that. One yes, yes. John York just we may see- saying, let's add a fullback cat. <laughs> well, thank you for the donation. I won't comment on the rest. Uh, <laughs> now we appreciate we appreciate you joining us here. We know that we know that the news is a little bit slow right now. Um, hey, two other things, too, Paul is, you know the Dol- you know, Broncos draft Javante Williams there, and when you draft a running back at thirty-five, you're the guy you currently have on your roster is probably not very safe. Um, so Melvin Gordon, the Dolphins were rumored to have some interest last year. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry, still a good back, 27, 28 years old now. If he is available via trade here as we approach the season, let's say he's available, I don't know, let's say for a fourth or a fifth round pick, and you've got to pay his salary, which is, I don't know it offhand, but probably eight or nine, or excuse me, about eight, nine, ten million a year. Would you want to do that for Melvin Gordon, or would you say let's stick with what we have? Not that much. Okay. Okay. Sounds hey, good. I'm. I'm kind of. I. I'm I, sorry. Good. I. I was in the you know eleven to twelve million a year camp for Derrick Henry. Like, Melvin Gordon is worth less than half of a Henry to me, at this point in his career. So. Yeah, and, and you've got to assume that he's going to keep getting worse, and you know he's gotten his money, um, and. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I'd probably pass overall. One guy that I is interesting to me too, if he's available for cheap uh, as the season approaches, uh, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks. Now, I know the the in, initial reaction is, oh, that guy can't stay healthy. Blah blah. I agree, he can't stay healthy. That's why he would be available. But when he's been on the field, former first round pick of the Seahawks, 161 carries over three years only, but because of the injuries but has averaged over five yards a carry and the Seahawks re-signed Chris Carson. They drafted Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, two former Kane running backs uh, over the last couple of years to really, you know, take, take Penny's spot. And they rejected or, or, or opted out of, of um, Rashad Penny's fifth year. So he could be available. I throw a sixth or seventh round pick at it, but, I, that that's one of the things I'm going to be looking for when cuts happen or toward the end of August when preseason winds down. Who might be available for the Dolphins to to acquire here at the running back spot? So we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'd pass on Penny. I like what we have on the roster a little bit more, and I think we've got guys that are a little better able to stay on the field. Um, at that, I, I'd almost rather just get creative with with like I said, Malcolm Perry and Seaton Carter coming out of the backfield at that point. Got it. So, uh, you know, not a lot else to talk about here at the running back spot. Anything else jump out from chat? Um, nobody seems to want Gordon. Uh, I know some folks are talking a little bit about the offensive line, which I know we're going to get into in a coming episode. Um, you know, w- one thing I just want to add to that is, you know, 
like we've talked about before, the offensive line is a very young offensive line. And, you know, like Austin Jackson came out, the whole reason you and I didn't want him was he was athletic, but he was very raw. So, I mean, the fact that he played as well as he did last year overall uh, and comparatively uh, is a good thing. And I know we're going to dive into that a little bit more. A couple of people talking about wanting to trade Gesicki, which... I don't know about you, but I am not in that camp at all. Uh, for what? Uh, that That's my major question. Uh, I mean, if you have a team like the Jaguars who really don't have anything at tight end and they want to trade them, you know, send us a first-round pick next year, that could turn into a top five or top ten pick. Okay, that's a different conversation. But uh, for anything other than that, I'm just – I'm not interested. I mean – I, I I do think the Dolphins are going to go away from Gesicki, uh, unfortunately, uh, just because of it, it, when you look at what they're doing with draft with with signing Jalen Waddle, spreading the field, having all these receivers and then drafting Hunter Long in the third round. I do think eventually they're going to go away from him. I'm, I'm I hate saying that. My hope is that, you know, the Dolphins keep Gesicki this year and at the very least franchise him next year where they've got more money and it's only going to be 11 or 12 million to franchise him. Cause he's got one of the best skill sets as far as jump ball situations and contested catches, you've got to account for him in the red zone and you've got to double team him. That opens up a lot of other things underneath. So no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not for trading Gesicki for this, for, just for the sake of trading Gesicki. No, I don't think they do overall. I think, I think that they do end up paying him. I think they're not doing it right now because the cap kind of sucks this year, um, and I think they're going to set it up as it moves forward. But, oh, God, Eric, you had to bring this one up. I'm going to get away from this now. I don't think they trade Gasicki though. I do think they re-sign him. You you the, think they resign? You you think they'll resign Gasicki long-term? I do. I, I think okay. their, their plan is to use the two tight end model. I mean, it's, it's – I think Flo wants to put his own spin on the old two tight end model from New England. Uh, but I, I, oh, Shake brought up that they've got Tim Tebow at tight end for the Jacksonville. Uh, good, nah. good call, Shake. <laughs> he's, he's, he, thanks, Shake. He's not he's not making the roster. Uh, uh, so uh, Eric just asked, and, and this is a tough one. The trade talks around Xavier Howard. I don't take him seriously. Um, look, if if. Team wants to offer two first rounders for Xavier Howard. That's the only time I say maybe. Um, you, I mean, you're talking about to me right now the best cornerback in the NFL. For him to do what he did last year, uh, ten interceptions in sixteen games, and even more than that, there was a stat from Next Generation Stats where Xavier Howard has not allowed a deep ball touchdown since 2017, his rookie year. That's insane for a, a cornerback that plays as much man coverage as him. So to even go further on deep passes um, from next gen stats, when the ball goes in the air, Xavier Howard has seven interceptions on those deep passes. The receiver has caught the ball four times. Howard is coming down with the ball more than the wide receiver on deep pass. That's nuts. And the big thing about, I know it's, it's can be addicting to trade draft picks, but the reality is, too, that if the Dolphins are going to be successful and this is going to work, it's got to take shape over the next two years. You're going to get rid of your really the major star on your team. It's got to be for insane Laramie tons of light compensation. Yeah, and it was some weird minor website that everybody keeps going back to that 
put it back out there again. So I, I don't really put stock in it yet at this point. Uh, it, it's You don't hear much about it anywhere um, other than coming from that source, um, which doesn't really seem I, to have some type of in. Um, is, is it that NFL trade rumors? Twitter no, it wasn't even that. It was, it was some lesser. Less than, than that. Yeah. A knockoff uh, version of that. Ooh, well, yeah, let's not talk. It was about like that. a knockoff version of a knockoff version of that. <laughs> Um, Randy Freeman just asked, and, and I'm going to jump on this one, Kat, but um, if we saw that Kinley's projected as a second string behind Jesse Davis at left guard, Dieter was getting more time than Skur at center and OTAs. Randy, I'm not putting much stock into that. Um, when Flores did his media availability the other day, he was asked very pointedly about why they moved Robert Hunt to guard. And he basically came out and said, he, you know, he's got a bright future at tackle. He's got a bright future at guard. We're going to play our best five. We're going to find a way to fit them all in. We're not even committed yet to Hunt being a guard this year. He may end up back at tackle. We're not going to know anything about any of these guys until we see them out there in pads. Offensive line's not a position you can really evaluate without pads on. And I I do believe him there. It, it's because you can have all the great-looking, you know, shimmy in the world at, in, in against air, but at the end of the day you need to go out and actually prove it so it's <laughs> um yeah. it, it's very much a situation of that offensive line is going to be fluid right up until about the third week of training of uh the preseason and we'll see what the offensive line looks what they look for an offensive lineman is versatility and they do that so they can have a lot of different combinations there in july and august uh, so, you know, Liam Eikenberg, you know, is, is a played left tackle at Notre Dame is going to uh, compete at right tackle and hopefully win that job, but might, may project to be a better guard. Solomon Kinley can play left guard and right guard, and he's done both. Robert Hunt play, can play right tackle, uh, and he's being kicked inside to right guard. Michael Dieter can play all three entire interior line spots. Jesse Davis can play all five spots. So versatility is the name of the game here. Uh, for for the Dolphins' offensive linemen, we're going to see a lot of different combinations. So I agree with you, Paul. No no reason to take the current depth chart very seriously. In fact, I'm glad they're giving different players different looks at, at certain spots. <laughs> Scummy said, "Air one defensive player of the year," and I I think that's a great statement for us to close on there. <laughs> what is, so? I'm not looking at the chat there right now. Uh, so, what, air one defensive player of the year? Yeah, I was talking about the. Um... Hunt blocking against air and offensive lineman blocking against air and then Scummy said air one defensive player of the year. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I see. I'm I'm slow witted, so I can't uh can't uh, can't can't <laughs> yeah. grasp on right now. So you're uh, on lake time. <laughs> let's let's face it. I am. I'm on lake time. I'm on lake time. Um. So yeah, let's go do it for a breakdown of the running back spot. We're gonna we're gonna look at the wide receiver position next week here. Be sure to join us for that. Um, follow Paul at fanatic underscore pick. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, the Fan Sided Network, and FinFanatic.com. Thanks for joining us here. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side.
Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.